Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Hey everybody, this week I have a special guest joining me. Actually, it's my very first guest I've had on Leader Sips podcast, and that is Mr. Bobby Haro. He is a recent Texas A&M graduate. Go Aggies, did I say that right, Bobby? Um, And he is here to talk to us today about leadership. Hey, Bobby. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I'm excited. Um, I, I did hear that that it's okay for Longhorns to listen too. Is that is that right? Yeah, I'm, we're not we're not trying to start any fights today. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn something, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep it neutral. We're gonna, you know, we want anyone and everyone to tune in. So, so Bobby, tell tell me what what was your major in school? Tell so, me a little bit about that. Yeah. I, uh... I majored, I got a bachelor's degree in leadership studies from Texas A&M. Uh, double minored, I got a minor in English and then another minor in recreation park and tourism sciences. So yeah, just trying to apply my leadership studies in different fields. All right, I've got a really important leadership question for you. Okay. If you could have any superpower, <laughs> what would it be and why? Okay, um, it would definitely have to be teleportation Nice. because whenever I'm craving something, I could just pop over and get it, right? <laughs> Especially during the last year, everything's closed, but not everything was closed at the same time. Yeah, so, you know, true, true. could jump over and get something where things are open, I come back. It. I love it. Be home again really quickly. You could like teleport to like Rome, go get a pizza. Right, right. Come back. Yeah, you don't have to get you don't have to get pizza down the street. You can go wherever you want. Right? You're like, I'm craving shepherd's pie. I'm gonna go to the UK again. Right, right. <laughs> you would only eat the most authentic food ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is the best superpower ever. So what's a class or a topic or something interesting in your leadership studies program? That, I mean that you found the most interesting. I really enjoyed our leadership ethics class. It was really interactive. We would get different situations, scenarios, things that we might have to deal with as leaders. Mm. And we could read through it, take some time, make our decisions. What, what, do, what would we do in those situations, basically? Mm. And, uh, and then we'd talk about it as a class. So oh, interesting. It was uh, you know, not not a solitary assignment it was something that you could talk through and you'd hear different opinions and you know people would interject and say oh i i disagree (laughs) i don't i don't think that's right or i don't i don't think that that's the best way to do this or handle this situation and you know it would create conversation which is good and sometimes you might see the situation one way and think okay this is how i would handle it or this is what i think should be done but then I feel like it's helpful to hear the different perspectives and to hear people explain, okay, I disagree because this. And in some cases you might change 
the way that you would handle the situation based mm. on what other people have said. Did you ever change your mind based on what somebody else said? I, as far as the ethics go, right? Mm-hmm. My code of ethics, I know the things that I believe in, the things that I think are important. So when it came to stuff like that, no. I, and everybody's a little bit different. People, everybody has slightly different beliefs and that, you know, that that's how the world is you're gonna have to baby yeah everybody's everybody's gonna have to work together and figure out you know what what can we agree on and Mm -hmm. what's gonna work for us as a as a team or as a group but sometimes the handling of different situations was Mm -hmm. do you think this punishment is too harsh or how do you think interesting how do you think we should have handled the way that you know we dealt with this person do you think and some of it was a balance between, you know, how lenient should we be mm-hmm. and how much of it should be a teaching experience for us and a learning experience for the person that maybe made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Or, and some of it was interesting because you had to try and dissect whether or not, and granted some of this probably didn't have an actual answer because they're made up scenarios a lot of the time. <laughs> But you have to try and figure out, like, did the person do it on purpose? If they mm-hmm. did something wrong, was it a mistake? Can you tell whether or not? Because in real life, you know, somebody might make a mistake or mess up. Or you might make a mistake and mess up. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you sometimes have to take people for their word you have to know, try and get to know your team or your group, the people that you're leading and know, is this person, you know, telling me the truth? Like how much leeway are they going to have? Mm, that's a really good point too. It's like, I mean, cause some things maybe, and you tell me where I'm wrong. Like some things feel very black and white, like, right. you know. Sometimes just walking up to somebody you don't know on the street, shooting them in the head, probably illegal. That's pretty cut and dry. I would right? say that's wrong, yeah. Although I'm sure there's someone out there that could argue, well, did they know the person? Were they abusive? It's like, okay, well, let's put that aside. <laughs> but in every day, to your point, in everyday leadership scenarios and work situations, it does make a huge difference when you know your people, right? And you know the, the people. And if you know that they have integrity and they tend, they are honest and when something happens, do you think you then tend to be more lenient or more forgiving versus when somebody's behavior maybe tells you otherwise? I don't know. Did you ever have scenarios where you talk through situations like that? Yeah, I think sometimes... And I think a lot of people can relate to making a mistake or doing something wrong if, you know, they didn't necessarily know that they were doing it wrong and then being uh, punished Mm -hmm. for it in a way, you know, one way or another. But it's just one of those things where it's hard to say whether or not somebody did something for a specific reason but the only way that you can really try and get there as much as possible is if you actually take the time to get to know the people that you're working with Mm -hmm. because if you actually 
care, right? As a leader, right? Right. right. You want the best for your team and you're going to know, you're going to learn, hopefully, a little bit about the way that people think and their processes, the way that they do things, what they believe in. And sometimes you have to make judgments based on that, not necessarily this is what I think is right and this is what's wrong. So Yeah, it's tricky, right? It's tough sometimes. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the person that, you know, just always cracks down and says, no, you made a mistake, that's it. There's no coming back because you know you're the leader you gotta you gotta be the teacher sometimes yeah absolutely and i think sometimes you gotta give your people the benefit of the doubt first right right? i know there's a lot of scenarios i've personally witnessed or been in where something goes wrong and immediately the leader blames the team or immediately just assumes bad intent And most of the time, I don't think people are out, right, to be evil or to ruin things. I mean, of course, those people exist. But for the most part, you know, when you're working in a team environment, a trusted team environment, things sometimes just happen or something falls through the cracks or something went wrong or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a a zero was added or taken away (laughs) off a very big sum of money. You know, things happen, but, you you know, generally speaking, People don't want to be bad at their jobs. Right. Nobody's getting up and going to work or, you know, getting on your computer, depending on the situation. Um, nobody's getting up thinking, wow, I want to see how bad I can suck at my job today, <laughs> right? Everybody's, everybody's trying their best. And so those mistakes are going to happen, but it's all about people, right? Yeah, for sure. Leadership is not about who gets to make the decisions leadership is about growing people and making sure that okay if somebody made a mistake this time what can i do to help them not make that mistake again absolutely did you talk a lot about like in your classes or programs did you talk a lot about failure it's a huge part in you know not just being a leader but being a quote-unquote follower also right somebody who's somebody who's being led you're gonna make mistakes but again a good leader is gonna recognize if they know if they take the time to know the person that you are and know how you want to work and they can realize that okay it's a mistake it's okay yeah maybe we didn't reach our goal or we didn't get what we needed to get done just like with everything, yeah, you're gonna make mistakes sometimes. Like you said, it's a learning opportunity. Right, right. I mean, we didn't make it to the moon the first time we tried, right? Right. <laughs> you're not or, gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna do everything right away just because no. you want to do it. Well, and remember your first uh, mobile device oh, compared yeah. to the one now, right? Right. right. I mean, 1.0 was yeah. hard, hardly what it is now, and um, I mean, you can't really have innovation without failure, right? Right, and you know. You have to look at failure as you finding out a way that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Because once you know, okay, this doesn't work, don't do it again. Yeah. You know, you're going to do something different. You're going to try it differently or you're going to, you know, or you'll learn from it and maybe you'll figure out the right way to do it the next time. But maybe it's going to take two, three, four, who knows how many times, Mm -hmm. especially like you said, if you're trying to be innovative there's there's no innovation that's going to happen unless you're not afraid to make some mistakes along the way. That's so true. I picture 
you're an English minor, right? Right. You ever tried to write a paper and then, I mean, we don't crumple up the paper anymore and throw <laughs> right. it on the floor like you see in the movie. Right. But essentially, have you deleted and deleted and deleted yeah, when you're and trying to happens. write something, right? Right, right. Yeah. And I, you know, I <laughs> sometimes I'll write something and I'll say, no, that, I think that sounds better over here. And you cut and paste and do different yeah. things. But, and that's part of it, right? You're going to, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to change things. You're going to have revisions and in anything you do, really, but you also, to use the writing analogy, you can't always expect to sit down, write something, and have it be perfect, ready to go, just after the very first draft. Yeah. And that's not usually how it works. Mm-mm. Very rare, <laughs> right. if ever. All right, so if you had a time machine, you could go back in time, mm. what kind of advice would you give your younger self? I would tell myself not to worry so much. That's great advice for all of us. Right. Everything is going to be okay. Even when you go through rough spots or you feel like you don't know what you're doing, just take a deep breath. Know that it will pass. You'll get through it. Everything's going to be cool. And, uh, yeah, just don't, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Because if you're afraid to make mistakes, you're just not going to do anything. Mm, that's great advice. So it's okay. Just don't worry about it. Just do what, <laughs> do what you feel like you need to do. And don't, don't stress out about the outcome so much. Just be focused on the process of getting it done. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, we, we often get in our own heads a little bit, don't we? Yeah, I, I do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's normal. I think it's a natural human tendency to overthink and pro- and over-process and think about every possible outcome. But, right. but how much is really in our control? Right. right, and you spend, sometimes you spend all your time debating about what you should do, and then you don't end up doing anything. Mm. Or you wait until the opportunity has passed before you make the decision. So, I don't know. That's something that I've I've always overthought things. I've always tried to analyze and overanalyze and go through every scenario, every outcome. But I just have to tell myself, relax. Don't worry about it. Think about it. But don't think too long because you're going to miss your chance. Yeah. Have there been times where you felt like, I guess they call that analysis paralysis. Is that still a thing? Right, right. Yeah, I've heard (laughs) heard that. that, Yeah. 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 Um, Have there been any times or like a moment in your life where you feel like, wow, I really did overthink that way too much, and then you either missed an opportunity and you look back and say, oh, I wish I would have just taken the leap of faith. I think for me, most of it has come just in the everyday sort of decisions and that Mm. those are the ones that typically don't require that much thought you know you just try and do your best and get through the day or Mm. get through the week and you know like you're debating if you should brush your teeth in the morning no 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 no, there's no debate that definitely has to happen that that happens all should i eat today okay well that's good well just you know yeah a lot of it is about how am i going to spend my time today you know Mm. Time is limited. You only get so many hours in the day. And it's, especially, I have a lot of different interests, a lot of different hobbies. Mm. And so it's like, what am I going to spend my time doing today? Am I going to 
you know, sit down and play video games and, you know, when I could be doing something that's going to help me get to my goals instead. And it's just, you know, I've had to teach myself when it's the big decisions to think about it for a while, but then just make the decision because sometimes not making a decision is the worst thing that you can do. Well, and maybe and not making a decision isn't in of itself sort of making a decision. Right. right? You're deciding to not decide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's and then oftentimes I think when we make when we just let decisions go by us, we feel like, oh, okay, well then I didn't have to, so I didn't know. But then right. I don't know about you, but I like feel like sometimes then you do have those periods of regret a little bit like oh maybe I should have done that because now I'm wondering if I had done that or if I had made that decision or gone that road shoulda woulda coulda and then it's too late you think if I if I overthink it then I'll come up with every possible outcome but then if you overthink too much you don't make the decision (laughs) and then you end up overthinking again about all the possible outcomes had you made that decision. Right, totally. So it's not, it hinders your progress. I don't know, for sure. Well, I have to say, I have to commend you. You clearly learned because you made a pretty big leap of faith moving from Texas to Florida about five minutes after you graduated in December, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Basically, as soon as I finished graduation and getting all of the school stuff taken care of, it was packing for moving so just one after the other but if I had a lot of change right right if I had if I had given myself too much time I don't know that I would have done it I think Mm -hmm. I would have like you said uh, analysis paralysis (laughs) I would have had that and uh, I feel like acting on the opportunities that I had at the time was the best thing that I could do so I think it's great so, Bobby, what are some examples of bad leaders or bad leadership? <laughs> well, without I mean, being... you've never seen that, right? <laughs> right. No, no, of course not. <laughs> I think, obviously, without being super specific, I... Yeah, name nameless uh, is probably a good idea. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> I remember having a job where the managers, who are supposed to be our leaders, right? Mm-hmm. It was obvious that they were not as invested as everybody else. Mm. And sometimes they weren't around when you needed them. They weren't there to answer questions. They weren't there to help train you with specific tasks that you needed to do. It was one of those things where if you had to learn something or have a question answered, you had to turn to the people around you because mm. those managers were to be found. Huh? No, they weren't there. Ugh, it's frustrating. But it also taught me an important lesson about the difference between having the position of a leader and actually being a leader in your actions and the things that you do. everybody wants to or should want to try to do the best job that they can do in their role. And it's hard sometimes when you're trying your best, you're feeling like you're putting in a ton of effort, a lot of work, you're trying to be helpful to the people around you, try and boost everybody. 
And you see that maybe your manager or boss, whoever it may be, who's above you in position, isn't putting in that same effort. It's tough, but it's one of those situations where everybody who's on that same level as you, everybody who's not the manager or not the boss, Mm -hmm. if you can all come together, you might not necessarily be able to fill every void that comes along with the manager not filling their position or their leadership role, but you can do a lot working together to overcome a lot of that gap and fill some of that void. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as a team, but that is leadership, right? That's showing leadership, you Mm. know, just coming together, working as a team. And I like what you said. I mean, leaders... There's a difference, right, between managers and leaders. Right, right. It's like managers, a position. Exactly. And leadership is a behavior. I think you summed that up really nicely. It's very true. Um, what kind of a leader do you aspire to be? Like, if someone was to, you know, talk about you and your legacy of leadership, what would you want them to say about you? Everybody wants to do something that makes a difference, right? But I think there's different ways that you can have that and so for me it's always been you know I would like to do big things be remembered for you know certain decisions everybody wants to have an impact that a tangible change that occurred because of decisions that they made or things that they helped bring forward but I always try to remember that those things come second to making sure that everybody around me is better off than they were before I got there. Mm, Beautiful. I love that. Well said. Because that's really what matters, right? The lives in our immediate circle that we impact. If you're constantly working to make the lives of everybody you're working with better in some way, you know, and sometimes your leadership positions are very formal. Sometimes you're going to be a leader to people in a more personal way, your friends and family and stuff like that. But those things that you do are going to impact everybody that you work with or that you try and be a leader to. And then they're going to go out and hopefully what you did helps them do what they wanted to do, reach their goals. And so I feel like working with... Yeah, it sounds like a ripple effect, right? Right, right, yeah. You're going to have a lot more... It might not be something that you even see necessarily. Mm, That's so true. And that's okay. But you know that you put in the effort and you did what you could to try and make somebody else's life a little bit better or easier. Or you planted a seed. Right, right. And maybe it'll just change the way that they do one... Or maybe down the road... Somebody comes back to you and says, hey, you may not remember me. This has actually happened to me before. Oh, wow. And I actually didn't remember somebody. <laughs> Sorry. Remaining <laughs> nameless once again. Right, right. But um, happened to me not too long ago where somebody said, you know, you may not remember me. We talked about seven years ago and you did a meet and greet with me and was just so nice and gave me all this great advice and just really, really appreciated it and impacted my life in a big way. I mean, that's one conversation with somebody I hardly knew. Mm. And seven years later, you made an imprint. 
It's like no pressure right, on right, every interaction right. you have with people. Yeah, but, but you never know. It's true. You never know what people are going to take away from those interactions. You don't know what's going to be meaningful to people or what's going to change something for them. And so, so you, true. it's just always try to remember, you know, of course, it's nice, you know, to be remembered for certain things, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, but you can't chase after the glory of the big project or the big, uh, the big accomplishment that you feel like you need to go after. Sometimes it's, it's just those little things in your day to day and dealing with people and helping people that are really going to make an impact later on yeah it's so true because those are kind of moments in time right right the big project the big thing the big moment a year a year ago i don't remember what project i worked on i don't remember what those big things but you know i think it's that my my angelou quote i love it's like people don't remember what you did said but they'll they remember how you made them feel mm. i totally butchered it but that was kind of no no but yeah, but yeah you know what i, I mean it's yeah, true totally, right that's yeah. what lasts with you not you know the work product necessarily but how you make people feel yeah because you how in their lives as soon as you do you reach a goal that you feel like you had set for yourself or that your team had set, you know, mm-hmm. then it's just on to the next thing. Yeah. But it's those, those personal interactions and the care that you give to those that you're trying to lead that are going to last way longer than the satisfaction of a single project. Yeah, for sure. What kind of advice would you give to the next graduating class of Texas A&M you know it's just something maybe even through school that you learned or something what would you tell people I would just say don't be afraid to be there for somebody else Mm. that's awesome and a lot of that ties into you know our leadership talk yeah but you're like don't be a jerk right 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 right. (laughs) A lot of people are, um, and I think it comes naturally, you know, people... Being a jerk? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just well, for some people it might, Okay, but maybe. We don't I like wouldn't say people. a lot of people. Yeah, but, but we don't like those people. But... They're not nice. Some people, <laughs> and sometimes it's everybody, just in certain circumstances, we want to take the positions of leadership mm-hmm. and you know join this organization or join this group over here and try and be try and have that on our resume so to speak mm-hmm. so that we can say we did this yeah but it's okay sometimes and really the way that I look at it is it's more important to know that you're making an impact in people's lives so, Bobby, how do you define leadership? What, is it, what does it mean to you? How I think about leadership, and not necessarily the definition, mm-hmm. but just reminding myself that leadership is a process, something that you have to do continuously. Mm-hmm. It's not a position. You know, there is... Sometimes you refer to the boss, right, as leadership, the people in charge. But you don't necessarily have to have that position to be a leader. You can be a leader at any level. You can practice leadership. Even if you don't feel like you have 
a whole lot of power in the position that you're in or a whole lot of influence on people around you, there's still leadership practices that you can take part in or things that you can do that will affect the entire, you know, group or whatever, even if it's in just in a small way. I love that. So, it's so true. Yeah, just remembering, hey, it's a process. It's something that everybody can do. It's not it's not just not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not a position necessarily, you know. I mean, let's be honest, some people in positions of quote unquote leadership and authority are terrible. Right, <laughs> so, right, yeah, yeah. Right. And we wouldn't look up to them as leaders necessarily. No, and even, you know, there's people that I've worked with who they might not be considered leadership as far as position, mm -hmm. but you can tell who takes pride in their work and who cares about it and who's willing to help other people and try and make other people better. Sometimes the best mentors that I've had in jobs or even, you know, in school and life, it's people who are like at the same level as you and they're just or maybe slightly ahead of you. They're not necessarily the people that are signing the checks or the people that you have to answer to all the time, but they're, you know, they have a little bit more experience and they're willing to go out of their way to help you get better. And you don't always get that from the people at the top and that's okay, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. What's an example of a way you know, since you've had a lot of mentors and people help you or peers that have helped you. So what's an example of a way that you try to help other people? Some people are, some people will come out and ask if they need help with something, if they don't understand something. But there's, you know, a lot of the times people are maybe afraid to ask the question. And sometimes, especially in a group setting or when it's, really public it's you know more embarrassing mm -hmm. if you feel like you don't know how to do something or how you need to answer something or a way that or they might look bad if they ask about something right and, right yeah. and there's always that fear of feeling like oh I, sh I should know this already or I don't know what people are gonna what people are gonna think or I don't want to seem dumb in front of everybody if it's you know something that is basic to them because they've been doing it or they've been around it. But if it's new to you, you know, you, you're not going to know. I always try and talk to people, you know, not necessarily one-on-one, -on -one, but you get to know people a little bit and actually you have to care, mm -hmm. actually care about people's progress and want people to be better. And um, just try and look out for People who maybe they're not necessarily struggling, but if there's something I know that maybe they don't know or I feel like I can offer some kind of advice or help just to get them more familiar with what they're doing or uh, more comfortable with it, then sometimes that's sometimes that's all it takes. And then mm -hmm. they feel good about it or you that's know, awesome. going forward they know, hey, okay, this person cares about me and the job or the task whatever we're doing and then they might they might also turn to you again in the future if they have questions but that's what you want right if you're trying to be a leader you don't want people to be afraid to come to you with questions and even if you're not that person in that position 
they might still come to you because they feel like, okay, I can talk to this person. I don't feel like I can talk to <laughs> some people, but I feel like I can talk to other people because mm-hmm. I know that those people, you know, they care yeah. about my progress or. Yeah. I like that. sounds like you're always looking for the quiet one. Maybe the one who's going on, you know, kind of blending into the background of the shadows. Right. And eh, yeah. Yeah. And some of that probably comes from, me being that type Mm. because I know how it feels to not want to put myself out there and Mm. ask those questions I've been in that position where maybe I'll sit in the back of the class and I wait and see you know when it's time to ask questions I let everybody else go first and then if my question hasn't been answered then I'll ask it that's a great example of you don't have to just be the vocal one that sits in the front of the class that answers all the teacher's questions, always the first one that puts up their hand or always speaks out in a meeting right. to be a leader, right? Right. In fact, a lot of times those people aren't necessarily the leaders in the room. It is the people who tend to be, like it sounds like what you're doing is taking a step back, kind of getting to know people, you know, learning the environment first. That's, that's Bobby, that's a lot of emotional intelligence, which is amazing, which is good. I wish a lot of people I worked with, you know, had a little bit more of that. It would be very helpful. There's the leadership that gets recognized, the kind of public displays of leadership, public actions, things that happen up front. Maybe they're, you know, big things that you do. They garner a lot of attention, but then there's a whole lot to be done behind the scenes sometimes and just talking to people and being more yeah it's okay to be a leader when nobody's looking that's when you're mm. supposed to be a leader right I want that on a mug or a t-shirt <laughs> or something I love that yeah yeah don't don't be always look no for the big yeah. the big moments mm. to step up and be the leader because most of the time the difference comes when you look for the small moments and the little things and those things add up over time but you know the group that you're in might remember those big moments because it was public mm-hmm. it was things that you know everybody saw those were the decisions that got made in front of everyone but on an individual level most of the time it's the small things that happen behind the scenes you know kind of more personal, one-on-one, whatever it may be, those are the things that usually people are going to remember and take with them going forward. Wow. Just a huge thank you to Bobby Haro for being my very first guest on Leaderships. I really enjoyed our coffee and our conversation and hearing Bobby's thoughts on perspective, such a wise perspective on leadership, gives me so much hope and so much optimism for the future of the workforce with all these fantastic young leaders exiting university and entering the job market. So thank you again, Bobby. For more Sips and Tips, connect with me on social and follow Leaderships on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.